Welcome back to Well Played, a podcast of playful learning. Today we have Adam Renard back with us on the show, ready to talk about what us teachers do over the summer. Adam, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey guys, uh, this is Adam Renard again. I am almost so very close to moving to Ohio, woo, uh, where I will be taking over a science classroom where we are using a superhero-themed game this year. It's coming together very nicely. That's awesome. I'm loving that you're going to get this new job and just hit the ground running right away with some some gamified components. I think that's fantastic, and you're going to take that new school by storm. It is definitely becoming very nice. So, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you know, that right there is a good point about what do we do over the summer? I mean, you're obviously getting a new job. With that comes all sorts of new responsibilities, new things to think about. Uh, that had to take up some of your summer. Mm-hmm. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> if not all of it, but that's all right. But on, uh, I guess on a normal summer is what we're going to like march ahead with on this podcast here today. Uh, you know, what are some of the things that fill our summers as educators? Uh, you know, right off the bat, what's one that you think plops in almost everybody's summer man i i mean we're educators so i think the big thing and you see this all the time uh, conferences uh i know you know you yourself uh you and i have talked about this a little bit before and i was the big thing i wanted to ask you if i may kind of put yeah, the script on you here course. but you know you had the beginning of the summer i know uh, a big group of you you and carrie and tisha and adam and and um just kind of had spark and then you had isti um you know could you talk about that a little bit and kind of contrast that for people yeah so definitely something teachers fill their summer with i think is professional development yeah and uh right off the bat i had two amazing experiences that were very very different so first one right off the bat was usm spark it is a great conference here in milwaukee modeled after if you if anybody out there's been to or heard of Miami Device which was just a really nice small boutique conference that brought in some big big name speakers and a lot of them not just sort of one keynote but brought in a lot mm-hmm. of like cutting edge educators that are out there making a difference uh but it still was like 250 275 in terms of people mm-hmm. and really intimate conference where you know you eat breakfast together there you eat lunch there it's all provided and these speakers aren't cordoned off you know and only talking to the principal like you're sitting down with that keynote speaker having having lunch and getting to talk to them or right after their presentation you could talk to them because you're talking about a room full of 20 people it's not a room full of you know 900 listening to george kiros or somebody like that uh and Summer Spark does a just amazing job of bringing those educators in, having that just nice, high-touch uh, product. And, uh, you know, after Miami Device, this was my third Summer Spark I went to. Uh, I have to tell you, that is just hands down one of my favorite conferences to go to because it's all about building an awesome professional learning network, a PLN. Because you really, really meet these people. It's not just name dropped. You know, these people aren't, you don't forget them. Like you build a, just a wonderful connection with them. 
Uh, I love it. Then you contrast mm. that with, uh, I don't know, it was like 11 days later or something. I went on to uh, ISTE, and I'm pretty certain everybody knows about ISTE. ISTE is a huge, huge tech conference. In fact, I think it's the largest educational conference in the world. Uh, this year we had something like 21, 22,000 people attending the conference. So very different from 250. Uh, and this conference is all about building a PLN, <laughs> building a network. So it's really weird that like at the heart of both of these, it's they're the exact same, they're exact same beats the yeah. exact same heart. Uh, but done in just such a different way. So ISTE obviously brings together vast amounts of people. So mm -hmm. so it's kind of a, it is kind of the place to be because you are going to bump into everybody, anybody you've ever heard of on Twitter, and anybody you know that you think you want to meet in education. Typically, they're going to be there. Typically, is going to be there. So it's kind yeah. of cool uh, to go to that experience. On the flip side, though, for me, I still think those small boutique conferences went out for me because because of the quality of interaction. Yeah. I mean, while ISTE, I did meet and see a million great people. I'm not going to say that those were the most memorable moments, that those people are going to remember my interaction with them or that they're going to, you know, it's just not the same. Now, I was really happy. This was my third ISTE I went to, and this is kind of the cool power of ISTE. You can build you can build in that boutique experience if you want. Absolutely. Um, and that is what I did this year. So for some of you that are listening, I just want to thank you for some of the connections we did make at things like the Blogger Cafe. Uh, we, uh, John Spike and I hosted a game event. And, mm -hmm. and ISTE is so big, you have 21,000 people. When we say hosted an event, that makes it sound like we were asked by ISTE or something. We weren't. You just tweet out like, hey, at 1 o'clock, we are going to be here doing this. And with yeah. 21,000 people, somebody's going to show up. And it's true. So then we have that sort of boutique moment. But ISTE allows you to do that. You can you can take the reins if, if you're bold enough to do it. Uh, this was my first year being that bold. Every other year, I was more shell-shocked and just sort of went 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 around yeah well and and i mean it was certainly something where you could see you guys um i mean you had your core group and you had those people who were there and, and i can imagine you know they're strength in numbers kind of anytime you do things so i can see that crew you know was was definitely something that that probably helped you kind of move along um and really just kind of kept you guys going um there were a lot of i what i thought was interesting as the observer was watching that crew of people that we met during the chat and that we meet, you know, every week in and week out and seeing you guys there. And, you know, it was really cool to watch, you know, those people and be like, yeah, well, yeah that's I, my team. <laughs> yeah. I will say I felt so fortunate this summer. Some of the core XP lap group came to summer spark and then, went to ISTE and we did sort of hang out together both those times a bunch. Yeah. And it just, I just got to say like, I love the XP lap community and some of those people that connected with us were new XP lappers. I mean, they, they just started doing explore like a pirate and gamification and some of them were there since the beginning, but it was so awesome to kind of connect as a family and hang out and we'd go out to eat. We'd, 
we'd play some games. We would yeah. chit chat about our classroom, swap game ideas. It was just PD Nirvana, like uh, to just be in constant. I mean, you were just in constant contact with people that have the same passion and drive about bringing an amazing experience to students. You know, that we're not just talking about teaching kids. I mean, we're talking about building amazing experiences yeah. uh, that unlock, you know, powerful forces within those students. That's intoxicating. <laughs> now, Spark next year, same place, right? Same place. It's always the same place. So that's in Wisconsin. Yep, and you should come. I'm planning on it. And, um, and, and by you, that means everyone listening. Oh, well. Sucks. Anyway, <laughs> you you should you should present. <laughs> well, I I will do my best. Um, but what what I thought was interesting is isn't ISTE in Chicago next year? It is. So so a much shorter commute if you're going to both for... than, than the Wisconsin to San Antonio. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> t- t- uh, Texas was a little farther. I'm excited about the Chicago jaunt. Uh, but you know, talk about this this amazing force, this this connection we develop over the internet. You know, with things like Twitter chats. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes people that don't do these things just don't understand how real the connection can be. Uh, you know, this year I think about ISTE. I would not have been able to make it to ISTE. I mean, you talk about San Antonio being a bigger commute. I mean, yeah. the only way my district wasn't really paying for this one. So the only way I could make it to there uh, was the fact that I was able to crash with another friend of mine. But when I say friend of mine, who is totally a very good friend of mine, I met via Twitter. I mean, it was through some chats. And over the years, we've hung out, you know, more and more. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, the only reason I could make it to ISTE is because I wasn't paying $1,200 for hotels for the week, That's- you know. That's tricky too. I mean, we are we are teachers after all, right? It, 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 um, I well, and and the other thing is, and I, you know, and I told you this a little bit, but I think one of the things, and and I know I'm not the only one out there, the the trick about all of it that are observers, um, like I found out about Spark really late in the game, and and as I said, with us moving this summer, there was there was no way that I could make it. And for you all, like, there is that pull, there's that desire with, with those people to meet those people. And I think one of the trickiest things on being the observer and seeing all of you guys do these amazing things and be part of that is, I, I think it, it, what's tricky is, as the observer, you have to unplug sometimes. Like, there were definitely times where Spark, where I was sitting there like staring at my phone, like face buried in it, being like, oh my goodness, so-and-so's tweeting out this thing from Kevin Honeycutt, and this is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening. And and my wife is like, you're not there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard. That's It's really hard to bridge that gap. And I think Twitter does a really good job of making us feel like we can be a part of those moments. But, yes. but there is, there is a gap. Like you're not, you aren't there. Um, and I think your wife has it right that you weren't there, but I think you also have it right too, that you want to, you want to sort of dip your pail in the stream a little bit and grab out some water. Yes. Uh, so I think, I mean, I've been the observer, uh, mm. as you say, 
to a lot of conferences. I really wished I could go to uh, ASCD a lot of times. And I see all the tweets just fly by about ASCD, and I'm always like, oh, or South by Southwest. Yeah. I always want to go there and just see those tweets fly by. Or uh, iPad Palooza. Yeah. So it's tough. Or the nerdy ones like PAX. Yeah. Be, no. be a blast to go to PAX as a gamer. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So we, we've hit conferences, but there are mm-hmm. many more things that teachers do within the summer. Uh, what, I mean, what would be another one that you would put high on the list for teachers? Um, I actually, my birthday is in the summer every year. Uh, right in July 22nd, a little bit late, but it's good. Um, we, <laughs> I, I got a gift card and I posed this question on Twitter. Um, but books, you know, when you get that golden ticket and you get, you know, you look at your Amazon list, like we as teachers, you know, especially ones who are just like craving to learn more. Um, we're so like, you get that golden ticket and you look at those books that are online and you look at an Amazon list and it's hard to know. And I, I think a big one for me is like, I have explore like a pirate, you know, and I'm trying to find those supplementary books. Do you, do you know any book wise that would be like a good supplement to that? Because books are a big part of our summer. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I don't read during the school year. I <laughs> I read at Christmas and I read in the summer. <laughs> it's hard. It's really, really, really hard uh, as teachers, I think. And and I think it depends like your style, right? You know, yes. some people, that's their passion to read. But then I would think that I feel like a lot of people, when it's their passion to read, they're reading fiction. They're not necessarily mm-hmm. reading nonfiction. But yeah, I don't want to generalize too much. Um, I don't know. I see a lot of pictures on Twitter of people getting, you know, the Burgess books and they have like a stack of four or five of them. There's like, here's my summer. (laughs) Definitely. You are correct. But I think that, but I, like you said, I think that that's summer. Yeah. I don't know. Now I, I guess people read those all the time, but that's true. Um, so good supplements to explore like a pirate. Yeah. Uh, I think there are plenty out there. Um, I, I'm struggling with just the term good supplement because my, my first one that I read was the multiplayer classroom. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if that's the, it was written by a college professor about how he gamified his video game yeah. <laughs> class. And then he had some little vignettes of other teachers who have, used gamification uh but at the end of the book you're not really left with tangible ideas of like what to go do you've heard you might have been inspired to do something but you don't really have like a hands-on like i should go do this this thing yeah um but one that i did read over in fact i wrote the forward for is gamify literacy uh which by M- Michelle Haken. Uh, yeah. She put together a book. Now that's similar style in terms of having these other teachers sort of write chapters of the book. But in mm-hmm. this one, I think it does a much better job of clarifying what those teachers do so that there's more takeaways yeah. uh, that you don't necessarily have in the multiplayer classroom. Yeah. Book, which, which again is a good one. 
And I think one of my other big suggestions is to read uh, Jane McGonigal's, some of Jane McGonigal's work. If you don't have time to read a whole book, you know, yeah. for coming near the end of summer, she has some great uh, TED Talks that you can sort of Google and listen to. Okay. But, but her book, Reality's Broken, yes, is a really good one, not for the teacher in terms of like practical lesson plans. Mm-mm. But if you are like nervous about like, how am I going to sell this to parents? How am I going to sell this to an administrator? I know no greater book. I mean, that far surpasses mine in terms of like data to sell a school board, a parent, your principal Mm -hmm. on why this isn't just funny business. This is serious business, you know? Yeah. Um, So that would be, if you're looking for something book wise, that's more than explore like a pirate or that's, to supplement Explore Like a Pirate, I would say Jane McGonigal's Reality's Broken for Stats, mm-hmm. uh, Michelle Haken's book Gamify Literacy for just some great little chapters that is going to inspire you. Uh, and then really, to be honest, another great one that would totally be a supplement. In fact, we often joke that these two could be like sold together in a pack would be, mm-hmm. so Explore Like a Pirate with uh, play like a pirate because mm-hmm. pl- I always joke with Quinn Rollins that play like a pirate for me is a book that's entirely side quests. So like yeah. when, when teachers are like, well, I don't, I don't know what to do to have kids go do for a side quest. Isn't it just another homework assignment? And it's like, just read Quinn's book, take any of those ideas and turn that into a side quest, have them make a Lego building of the human heart or whatever. If you're a biology teacher, you know, Maybe it's, you know, super educational. Maybe it's not. It doesn't matter. It's a side quest. You're still having to do all their homework, you know. Yep. And now they're, and they're thinking thinking about the human heart in Legos. That's cool. Like, go And they're it. researching and they're looking at it and they're thinking about it in a different way. And I think that's really good. Yeah. So, I mean, really talk, about a, talk about a supplement. I think that would probably be my number one mm-hmm. supplement. Because uh, I, I do know that teachers sometimes struggle with the whole concept of side quests and like isn't it just more homework or and it's like no no it's creative work it's outside the box work um it can be more homework but it it can be a lot more than that it's true um i also think and the last time i talked to you i told you i had started reading learn like a pirate and i had gotten into that and i what's interesting i think for that one is how well that kind of class that student-led classroom works with the idea of what we're trying to do with gamification um, in terms of getting them to cooperate, getting them to think as a team. I know with my fourth graders this year, we're going to be doing, um, as I said, we're doing a superhero theme, but I'm going to have the kids working as leagues. So like one, I've got three separate classes and they're going to be working against each other. And the other teacher who's got two more groups of science classes is also full in with me on I'm putting this together so he's going to have two other classes so the five classes are going to be working against each other but I think that that works to build that kind of collaborative everybody pushing toward the same goal uh thing and I think there's a lot of you know not as well as play like a pirate but it definitely gives a lot of good thought to the cooperative and collaborative piece um as a good supplement totally and I I mean, I say this a lot. 
uh, for, forgive our regular listeners, but I think that gamification is all about collaboration. I mean, hands down. I mean, number one question I always get from teachers are, is it going to be too competitive? And like the thing that you just don't know until you do it is it's, it is, but the exact opposite is the truth. It becomes Mm -hmm. highly collaborative. Mm -hmm. Uh, and at whatever cost of competition there is, the the payout on the collaboration is just through the roof. Yeah, I I would agree with that a hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, when you get going, and the other one is is you know you can speak to this more. I just started the book, but Joy Kerr's book on Shift This. Shift This was great. I mean, so if we're just talking about some general, you know, good motivational things to sort of kick you in the butt and get you to do some things. Uh, there's a lot. So my answer was trying to be paired to supplements to to explore like a pirate. But yeah, just in general about great PD material out there. I think learn like a pirate is a great one that you brought up too. I mean mm-hmm. that, and so many of these things dovetail together into just good pedagogy and building a great classroom. Joy Kerr's uh, shift this. I read that at the beginning of the summer. Uh, actually while I traveled to Italy, I read that and then on my way back uh, great read, uh, great practical read. I really, really appreciate when authors, uh, I guess when authors give you tangible, usable things, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, as you said, we're, we're all busy. We got a lot of things yeah. going on. Um, I think some books are written like keynotes where they're in, they're just all inspirational and no practical. And then I feel like some books are written like a session at a conference, which is highly practical. Yeah. Uh, and I don't care if there's, I mean, there can be a, obviously a good blend of both where you have some mm-hmm. inspirational, but Joy Kerr's book, I think really was that great conference session that you leave inspired to do a lot at the yeah. same time with practical usable, like I'm going to go do this. Yeah. And, and her central message is just this idea that you can start small. Yeah. You know, and then like after finishing that book, you really do feel like you can conquer the world. You can, you can, you can do the big because, yeah. because it's just about starting with the small. And yeah. when, when you start to look at everything as just starting with the small can lead to the things that you love and the things that you're passionate about can turn into the big quite easily. Uh, yeah. but you got to start and what a great, for me, it was a great beginning of the summer message just to be reminded, like I have all these hopes and dreams for my classroom and I can do them. But like, yeah. you, you got to start. And when you think about starting with the small, it doesn't seem so intimidating. Like, yeah, let's go start with that. Yeah. I loved it. Um, I think the only other thing that I would heavily recommend too is like get out there and find some teacher blogs. I mean, there are fantastic practical pieces there the, to use. There is a mountain um, of great blogs. In fact, that is, you talked you talked about not really reading in the school year. That is that is basically all I read in the school year is blogs yep. and podcasts and just really truly teacher created material, uh, and it's out there. And join a t- Twitter chat, you know, mm-hmm. XP Lab obviously is a great one, but there are lots of other ones that are out there. And then when you're in those chats, pay attention to some of those tweets. Like a lot of those people say, "Hey, 
here's my 140 character answer, but I did just write a blog post, you know, two months ago about this. And then mm-hmm. they give a link to it. And man, to me, that is where Twitter just flexes its muscle. Because yep. there is only so much you can say on 140 characters. So mm-hmm. a lot of times I feel like a lot of Twitter chats actually start to sound the same. Because what can you say on 140 characters? So if you're talking about collaboration, you're all going to say the same 140 characters, yeah. whether you're on T-Labs chat or XP-Labs chat or, you know, science chat, talking about collaboration, the answer yep. should be pretty similar. But if you start to like truly follow those people that blog, then go to their blog. And then when you're in those chats, they tend to share like, hey, here's a link to the thing I did about collaboration. Wow. I mean, that's where my pedagogy truly changes. So, you know, make sure you follow those people and make sure you then like click those links and read those blog posts from the Twitter chat. And don't be afraid to keep at it, too. I mean, I I think, like you said, they are blog posts are great during the year because most blog posts are five paragraphs. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to commit to five paragraphs and get moving with it than it is to, I think, sometimes sit down and read a 186 page book, Um, even if, you know even if it's the elephant and you take one bite at a time, it, that can be more daunting than, oh, hey, uh, Heather Marsh just wrote a great post about this. I'm going to go read her stuff. Or, um, you know, whoever you're following, just it's easy to catch that post and get really quickly inspired and move forward. Yeah, I mean, I think if we were to put it in a term that everyone, everyone can, I think, identify with, it is the sitting down on your couch and you clearly have two hours to watch TV. You could totally watch a movie on Netflix, mm-hmm. but that just seems like a big commitment. So what do you do? You like <laughs> you watch a TV show on Netflix. You end up watching three episodes, which is the same length as, as the movie. As the movie, <laughs> but like, ooh, that's like a commitment to that movie. I'll just watch mm-hmm. these three things. And you end up been watching exactly. it. So it's it's the same thing. You're still in the same world. You're still mm-hmm. watching the same thing. But that's human nature, I think, that there's like, ooh, that book's big. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but like, <laughs> ooh, there's this, I'm interested in gamification, and here's this five-paragraph thing that talks about it. And we, we like, I think, too, to, to be able to think like, I could stop now. I won't. But I could stop now. <laughs> I could walk away from this. I'm not going to. You're right. Do you want to watch one more episode? Hey, they make it so easy. In fact, now Netflix doesn't the even give you. Run. Yeah, it doesn't even give you a choice. It's like it will play. I find myself like trying to like quickly find the remote and shut off the TV. I'm yep. like, I, that's the only way I know to get Netflix to stop is shut the TV off. <laughs> it's true. It, I mean, it's just. But that's you know that's the same way with blogs and Twitter. I mean especially with Twitter chats that like run concurrently, like this one starts at eight and it goes till nine. Hey, everybody jump over here at nine until 10. And sometimes you can get sucked into that loop pretty easily too. So it's it's very similar. Well, I think on the Netflix note is a good time to talk about like kind of just unplugging, right? We, I think in, in summer we, we can do, we can attend those conferences. We can read the books and blogs I'm sure it goes without saying that we could sort of build out our games and oh, absolutely. work on our own, you know, curriculum. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really talk about that, but it's kind of assumed that we're we're obviously always working on that. Very uh, much. So then, you know, slide into this fourth sort of zone here of unplugging. Like how do you 
How do you do that? What do you, you know? What do you uh, fill your unplugged, non-Twitter, non-curriculum development? Yeah, with? we uh, we get. Let's see, my I'm in a magical age right now where my daughter is eight, and the side of most board games says eight and up, and she has taken to anytime she sees that on the side of a game, she wants to learn it. Uh, for example, the Tuesday night, Tuesday night, no, it was Thursday. Thursday, I was supposed to play in a Mario Kart tournament, uh, for a lucrative prize of the NES classic, which is no longer even being produced. And my daughter wanted to learn to play King of Tokyo. Great game. It's fantastic. If you've never played King of Tokyo, find King of Tokyo. I think Target carries that one now. Uh, as Target is trying to dip its pinky toe into uh, board games that are not dice rolling and walking around a board. Um, but my daughter wants to learn how to play this. And two and a half hours later, and I think seven games later, yeah. you know, her and I are going back and forth. And I'm just watching her little mind like wrap itself around. Oh, that's why the extra head is good. Oh, that's why this is a neat idea. Oh, that's why this is great. And she was having a blast. And I mean, that's the, I think, family time in terms of being able to play those board games and being able to get out in the world and do things is, I mean, it's just, we need to take that because I think very often during the school year, we don't get to. You know, it's Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon is, about it that's true uh i mean i think well said for me unplugging is uh definitely filled with some board games because that is that is my passion uh if i couldn't give that answer because that is somewhat professional for me now Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh but i definitely play board games like you said with my daughter and all that but if i couldn't say that in summer is definitely a time where I get to dive headfirst into my other passion, which is cooking. Uh, in the school year, I definitely still cook, but I in the school year I rarely, truly like try to master a dish or a style. I rarely, yeah. I rarely like go read about a technique or. Or, or truly, actually, in the school year, I rarely even learn a new recipe. The school year, mm-hmm. it's like I, I summer, I learned five new recipes I absolutely loved. In the school year, now I will do those five plus my old ones. Yeah. You know, like you just kind of keep building to your own personal cookbook, so yep. to speak. But it's summer when I add add those recipes. Um, in yeah. fact, the other day, speaking of <laughs> using the golden ticket of uh, a gift card. Yeah, I, I bought two new cookbooks, so I'm trying to I'm trying to learn Thai cooking, and mm. so I bought two Thai cookbooks. And today I went to this Asian grocery store in Milwaukee and bought some equipment I didn't have and some that ingredients is... I didn't have. So, so what do you need for Thai cooking? Oh man, well, I mean, you need you definitely need a wok, but I had that. Mm-hmm. Um, you need. Two different uh, mortar and pedestal, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You need two different kinds for that. 
Uh. Um, I already had the one kind from Mexican cooking, but I didn't have the other. The other is like a clay, almost conical. It's like taller and thinner. Mm-hmm. Um, have that. I have a really cool Thai grill. You mm. should all get a Thai grill. It's pretty awesome and cheap. <laughs> it's 20 bucks. It's like a metal pail that they then lay terracotta clay in. Uh, and it, what it does is it focuses the heat like a, like a forge. Yeah. And so you can get really high heat on the walk and then the walk perfectly fits in that pail. Yeah. Um, but like, I think it was 20 bucks and it's kind of indestructible mm. and makes really good food. That's good. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I absolutely love cooking. It's a, to me, a great creative space. Um, yeah. And the other thing for me, much like board games, it's it's in the same vein. You, yeah. It's a time when you can bring people together around a table and have just a great experience. Uh, I love the actual process of cooking. I love having people over to cook with. Yeah. Uh, but these are just, that to me is what summer, you talk about summer unplugged. Yes. That's it for me. That and, and games. and uh, I'm getting into hiking more. Hiking was never yeah. my my thing, but I've bought a state pass this summer and I went around just hiking and that's been fun. We uh we took our children when we were up in Cincinnati, we took them to uh to Coney Island, which is a very small theme park that's right along the river. Cedar Point people. And uh, all these roller coasters that they that they build. And I have a five-year-old who's just not tall enough yet to ride a whole lot in terms of that are not up and down rides. And my son rode his first, like, the, the free fall rides that measure you in weight. Uh, he rode one that was 40 feet tall. And the first time he rode it, he knew we were going to go up and he knew we were going to drop and we get we get to the top and we dropped the first time and he like reached over and grabbed my pant leg and then like every time we went up and then went down a little bit more they the grip let up and let up and let up and to the point where i think we rode that thing 13 times Ooh, in much, a row <laughs> much like your king of tokyo you just keep doing it yeah you keep going and eventually it gets there so um, it's uh that that's a big one for us is theme parks or it will be well that that sort of was today's reflection time the reflection was this summer you know <laughs> put your phone away make some memories uh that no one has to know about uh you know and i think we sort of already sort of swapped some stories on that you know absolutely my cooking your some some magical moments both inside and outside the house uh Adam, I really appreciate you coming uh, coming on Well Played. Uh, it's truly a pleasure to have you, and I hope that uh, you make Well Played another stop in the future. I hope so. That's fun. Uh, for everybody else, thanks for listening. It is an honor having you. Uh, listen, learn, and play with us. As always, connect and share your ideas with us at explorelikeapirate.com, uh, or you can do the hashtag Well Played You or the hashtag XPLAP. Uh, We are hoping you are just having a great, great summer. And check out the show notes for any details we discussed. I'll put a link to King of Tokyo if that's an interest to you. 
Enjoy your, <laughs> enjoy your week and play on, everybody. <laughs>